Welcome to Lift Your Legacy. My name is Jacob Rupp, father, husband, and rabbi. And each week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you unlock your inner potential and create change that will impact the future. Thank you for listening, and let's get to it. I'm thrilled to have back on for a second time Neely Fisher, who is a, an internationally renowned uh, wellness personality. She runs the beautiful Instagram page, The Flexible Chef. She's a best-selling author, mother of four, currently uh, quarantined in Israel. And one of the reasons why I was so excited to have her back is as someone that travels around the world and is consistently in the limelight, how is she dealing with um, the the practical reality that many of us have found ourselves in, which is you know the quarantine life. And especially in Israel, uh, as opposed to America, there is a lot more restrictions at the time of the recording. Um, and so how is someone who is all about health, fitness, wellness, getting out there and getting her message heard and, you know, kind of traveling. I think, you know, she's in, she's in the States half the time. She's all over the world. So how is that working for her? Uh, and what we came out with was a very profound and very practical conversation on uh, being present in the moment, uh, tools and technologies and situations around how do you sort of figure out how to u- utilize the time uh, to become the better version of yourself and uh, other fascinating insights into the world of the flexible chef. And one of the things that I'm hoping you will see at this point is that we are extremely focused on living a better life. And one of the most important components of that is getting the direction and the one-on-one work that you need in order to live better. So I am a strong proponent of coaching. I do a lot of coaching myself. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, to please do what many other people have done. Reach out. Let's have a conversation. There's no obligation to you whatsoever uh, to see if we might be a good fit to work together. And if that might not be the case, I would be thrilled to introduce you to any of the multitude of options and networks and people that I know who could provide that help. So again, please reach out via social channels, whatever it might be. I don't think I'm too hard to find. Certainly not, I hope. And, uh, and, and let me know how I could be of benefit to you. Thank you so much. Neely Fisher, welcome back. I'm so thrilled to have you again. Um, you are across the world right now in Israel. And it's funny because to a lot of, I mean, I'm in Minnesota, so we're not living on the front lines like New York and California is, but we see crazy headlines from what Israel's like. So tell me a little bit about how things have been for you, where you're located specifically, like city-wise in Israel, and what the general just feeling is there. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I was actually in California visiting my son in Stanford when it was still open oh, wow. um, the last weekend of February. Thought I had corona at the time, crazy story. Actually went to get tested and they wouldn't test me because I didn't have whatever the symptoms were at the time that they were testing people for. Now, of course, I would have been tested. So I think I had corona, but anyway, other, in other news. Um, and I'm usually back and forth in the US like every two weeks. So it's funny, I've been in Israel for since Feb- since actually early March. So whatever. Your longest, your longest stint ever. Seriously, we're going on week seven. I've done a lot of like cleaning, organizing, cooking, fam, family management. It's actually been great in that respect. You're like, that um, wall can't get any cleaner. <laughs> seriously, it always get cleaner, unfortunately. But with four kids at home and a dog and all sorts of things, it's always dirty. But, um, in any case, Israel has been, I guess, relatively um, aggressive in terms of policy and stuff. About a month ago, they instituted a no leaving your house more than 100 meters. So 
for people that didn't have a gym at home. We, we just renovated a house, so I have a treadmill, but for people that couldn't get out, 100 meters is, my husband actually ran around 20. He's has been training for a marathon, whenever that happens oh in 2020. But he's been, he actually did around 20K circling the 100 meters in the block. So people are getting creative. Right. Um, but streets are empty. The only things that have been open up until yesterday um, were supermarkets and I guess banks or whatever, but even, even some supermarkets only did, you know, pick up delivery. Everyone's, you know, doing the mask and glove things. And I haven't seen a human except for my handyman, uh, my, you know, house cleaner and uh, my, the six people in my family since the early March. So yeah, I think we're all pretty much in the same boat. It's interesting because so, you know, you, you go, you travel so much and you, and you're speaking a lot and you're, you know, getting interviews and everything like that. What, what's that been like for you mentally in terms of the, 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 the shut off? And also I'm, I'm hoping we're starting to go through the end of this now. What, what does that feel like for you in terms of kind of getting back hopefully soon to your schedule? Yeah. At the same That's the most optimistic question you could probably ever ask, right? You're like, I think it's done now. Are we okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that it's done, not to sound pessimistic, but I think like anticipating it being done and then being disappointed that it isn't. So I'm sort of trying not to live so much in like the like nostalgia of yesterday and the fear of what's going to be tomorrow. And we're just really living day by day. I think the first couple of weeks I was just in like psycho mom zone. And I think most moms out there can relate like between managing Zoom online learnings to like feeding them 17 meals a day to managing pantry and cooking and, you know, all the fear mongering going on too. Like it was a very stressful time. And so from a work standpoint, I was literally just barely surviving. I was writing articles for the blog, trying to find some insights between four and six in the morning before the chaos started. So I was like, you know, coming up with a schedule to carve out my day so that I could like find that quiet hour where I could work. And the rest of the day was just like, Corona management, basically. We've gotten to a point, and part of it has been like super family organization. Everyone's now on a sort of schedule post spring break. Um, you know, I've stopped making three gourmet meals a day. We're doing gourmet meals a day. We're doing leftovers for lunch or salad bars for lunch. So my job at home has gotten a little bit more manageable. I think, like anything, it's like a new job, right? First month is like, what? And then you sort of figure it out. So I've gotten kind of re um kind of back in the game and um i'm seeing the light in terms of opportunity online and stuff i mean listen, things like this are still happening right conversations podcasts in fact more than ever and in a in a way more interestingly than ever because everyone is sort of coping with so many of the same challenges that the conversation is just more interesting um i just did some like zoom news um segments like usually i'll get on a plane and fly to LA to go do like a cooking demo. And now I'm doing them in my kitchen and people are, I think more tolerant of, you know, quality that's a little bit less fabulous. And I think um, for a lot of us anyway, that work at home, this is sort of not the greatest challenge. I think life is a little bit less exciting from a work standpoint, like I'm working at home in pajamas mostly, but um, you know, we're getting the job done. That's great. Are you, are you finding that, I guess one thing that's interesting is that is making that mental mental shift that we can't necessarily have the same expectations for ourselves that we did before. What what was that like for you? And what were some what are some tips that you might have? Again, as as long as this thing goes, I I, I feel that 
a person kind of being able to still break out of the, because again, on one hand, you'd say, you know, I'm not really worrying about tomorrow. I'm not really worrying about, you know, how good it was yesterday and all that kind of stuff. But I, I feel that there is still a tremendous amount of, you want to call it fear mongering or a, a, a lack of, a lack of clarity. What does it look like? It's like, you know, again, we're, it's not like 2008, but it's like, you know, Neiman Marcus is closing down or thinking about doing it in 24 hour fitness. And you're like, whoa, like this is some big stuff. Things are, you know, the small business owner who has the falafel shop on the corner, that's one thing, but you have like massive corporations. So what do you feel is successful in terms of being able to tone down some of the anxiety for the future and stay present with where you are right now and being, being happy with that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the greatest question. It's the question we're all asking ourselves. I'd like to say that I have like the miracle answer in a way. That's, that's what you're here for. <laughs> Look, in a way from like a spiritual slash kind of daily uh, coping mechanism for like our mental health. I think the biggest thing that's helped me is to like just and it sounds so cliche, I just talked about this on another conversation today, but it's really about being in the moment and being grateful for this second. Because right now I'm in my sunny office, my dog is lying next to me, I'm in good health, I ran this morning, my, I'm, I have enough money to put food on the table, I have four healthy children, thank God like we, we, we're not financially in like, as much trouble as, by the way, a lot of those falafel guys are. There's a lot of really sad falafel guy stories that right. have just like, shut down their falafel stand of 27 years and now can't pay rent. So the biggest thing is like, because we're in survival mode, is to really like be grateful in the moment. And by the way, you may say, well, my moment kind of sucks right now, right? Lots of people are going through lots of really hard times. And um, I think there's always something to be grateful for in the moment, right? And, and also, by the way, not just being like, yeah, I'm grateful and making a prayer and doing a practice and namasteing, but really embracing what the opportunities of this time are without it being obnoxious, like, this is so fun. I can um, paint my nails. I actually did. I did my own nails, but um, like, it's not about, <laughs> you know, it's not like, oh, this is so fantastic. Look at all. I think at the beginning, everyone's like, this is so great. Look at all the time we have for family. Now it's like, okay, one minute here. When is this gonna, are we gonna ever go to the gym again? Is there, are we gonna ever be able to go back to work? All these big questions from, yeah, go to the gym, but you know what I mean. Um, and- I like, dream about, I like dream about that now. I'm like, oh gosh, remember those times when I could like go to the gym, that was great. Right. Um, look, I think that there is a shaking up of our reality, obviously that we've never seen before, but that in itself um, creates opportunity, whatever that means. and. Some of us might not be able to see what that opportunity is. I was just reading this sort of rant. I forget where it was. Some like blogger wrote a rant about all the people that are like, you know, how are you gonna emerge from Corona? Like, what business will you have launched? What lessons will you have learned? What skills did you- <laughs> I might not have killed myself. <laughs> did you learn Japanese? And she's like, people, like I will be lucky if I haven't killed anyone in my house by the right. end of this. And you know, I was thinking about this with my oldest son, who's now home from college, which has been the greatest blessing. And so, you know, and like we were talking about, you know, there are weeks where I, I feel accomplished because I've been like a more present mom that I've been in years because I'm not getting on a plane somewhere and 
I'm really, really here. And he's like, okay, mom, that's an accomplishment. Like, hello, if you're more present with your family and you can look back at this time and say, well, I might not have launched a business or studied Japanese, but I like, we created family rituals that are going to be with us for a long time. Even if that's like dinner twice a week without a phone or whatever it is for you. We've, we've had a lot of them right now. Um, there's just, there's things that we're going to take away from this and that are, that are valuable without stressing out about, we must take away something from this. What about the people that are, well, I, I guess what, 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 one of the things that you mentioned in the, in the pre, um, in the pre, in our pre-conversation was that there, there, there is sort of a polarity that exists between people that are, again, may, and maybe the polarity is just people that don't have uh, families, but you know, certain people who are kind of jumping on and like ultra productive and just, you know, 24 hour yoga on zoom kind of stuff. And everyone else that's kind of sitting there in their pajamas, you know, just finishing uh, tubs of uh, Ben and Jerry's. And, and what do you, what would you say to a person that's finding themselves kind of at their, their darker place that, that, that is surprised by, you know, this environment bringing this kind of thing out. You know, oftentimes I, I speak about, or I, I hear stories about people that they, you know, kind of go back around their family and suddenly, you know, even though they've, you know, kind of worked on all of their trauma and all that kind of stuff, you know, do have, have that regression when, when they're in that environment. What, what kind of, what, what thoughts do you have around a person starting to, to bring themselves out of that, that low place? So I'll answer that briefly via personal story. Um, I spent the good first part of our quarantine in like uber mom mode, attacking it, you know, like trying to be master organizer for everybody. And I hit probably my lowest point the last day of Passover, which was what? Oh gosh, like time is warped, which is another interesting you thing. You know, right in Minnesota, it snowed on that day. Can you imagine everything and then it being snowing outside? I almost lost it, but go well, ahead. No, you had anywhere to go, so. <laughs> it's just, but it's like the, the fact that, the, I think it's that, that, that potential that you could theoretically. Well, I walked a lot, you know what I'm just like? I'm like, no, yeah. come on. Anyway, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, whenever that was, like last week, early, was it a week-ish ago? Passover, end of Passover, here um, whatever it was, I don't know how it is for you guys listening, but sometimes I'll have, um, somebody will say something or something will happen and it's really on the surface, not a big deal. Like, I don't know, my son said something insulting to me or something little and I just like freaking lost it. And it was of course not that little trigger, but it was everything that had been repressed and all the upset and the anger and the frustration at my family that doesn't appreciate all the hard work I'm blah blah all these stories that I was telling myself in my head and I totally lost it and you know it's not an easy thing to be cooped up at home with the same six people I mean again think about blessings like I have people to be cooped up with some people are alone that that's a different level of hard but you know we all have our challenges right and so I I really lost it like I was at a low breaking point without going into detail I um I, I actually left the house and went on a walk for a long time and was like crying and upset. And what, even, even, as, even as I'm saying it and as you're listening, you're like, what's the big deal? But if you've been through whatever, with the thing that you're talking about, which is this lowest of low thing, I just went through that. And I, because I stepped away and literally left the situation and went away on my own and even cried for a couple hours by myself, I realized that I had two options. I could either continue to just be pissed off and wallow, 
go back to the thing and just deal with it or stay angry or upset about things. Or I could just say, I need a day off. And I literally, and I, I thought it was such a big deal. And I was like, I feel so guilty. Everyone needs me. Turns out nobody actually needed me for a day. Everyone was totally fine. There was food in the fridge and everyone's doing their thing anyway. And I actually drove myself to the beach and like had like a total indulgent me day, whatever girl stuff, did a facial by myself and read books and meditated and whatever you do when you want to get yourself back in or put some makeup on, felt human again. Um, and I came home right before the Sabbath that day and um, was like, so happy to be home lit candles and like just reconnected to my life and again this may or may not specifically relate to you and your problems but i think that the takeaway of recognizing when you're in a low point and by the way that's difficult is to even know that you're in it right because it so feeds on itself you don't even know that you're, so you're what you're saying is that that you think that, that well that a person will naturally think that it's just the circumstance was so terrible and not recognize that they're kind of the problem is that is that what you're saying you're you're so good at saying it better than i am you should do this i should do this <laughs> asking you the question thanks thank you <laughs> yeah basically right okay. and that's such a, i'm gonna use that that's such a good that's like such a good framing of what how, where my mind is going with that um, and, uh, yeah, and everything, I mean, at least everything for me so far, I've, I've, I'm, I came back with takeaways on how I'm going to cope. And I also think that, um, the, the challenge of being cooped up is actual and real. And we're going to see, you know, we're going to see like ripple effects of that, whether it's alcoholism, depression, all these things that were, that are starting to surface. And we just have to like stay present and aware, not give ourselves such a hard time, create healthy rituals around our life that give us some sort of order so that we, we can stay sort of in a mindset of a normal, healthy person versus, a, a, you know, basically, anyway, I'm rambling, but you're nodding. So if you, if you don't see the video, guys, we're nodding and everyone agrees. Get it. I get it. What, you know, what, one, one thing that's really interesting is that, well, you have a very unique perspective on is, is first of all, I, I would be very curious what the experience is like for you as someone that is usually doing, you know, very professional TV and media appearances. And I guess kind of give me the background about what goes into that. I'm sure besides all of like the makeup and all of the, you know, all that kind of stuff in terms of scripting versus now something that potentially is much more kind of do it, do it, do it at yourself and just kind of, you know, show up as you are. And, and, and secondly, as someone that, is in the space of health and wellness, do you see that there are going to be more or less or kind of the same opportunities for you and for people in the space kind of going forward? Whew. Um, well, all right. I have a lot of things to say about that. On a, on a sort of very personal note, I'm missing having this counterbalance of mom life and work life. And, you know, I used to like be home and be full on home. And I had the privilege of being able to then 
get on a plane and go somewhere else, somewhere else and do my job. And yeah, that involved like being in front of the camera and doing all these glamorous things and meeting great people and thinking of opportunities. And I got to work outside of my home space, which is quite unique. And so I kind of miss wearing those two hats. It's so ironic, isn't it? I used to complain about how like it's so stressful because then I have to like pack up and leave my family and then I have to go work like 18 hour days. But actually there was something really special about being able to counterbalance those two roles. So now I'm sort of doing it all at once. Like for example, the, the seg new segment that I did, I'm now working US hours in Israel. So I'm 10 hours ahead of LA. So I either have to record Zoom stuff like late at night, which is not really my best hour or at four o'clock in the morning, which is what happened this morning when I did an interview. So yeah, actually I woke up at four, but my interview was at five and I had to like put makeup on and look semi-normal at that hour. So like really breakfast is ready. <laughs> breakfast was ready 17 hours ago. Um, so it's a bit of a challenge. I also think it's, it's teaching me um, really interesting new skills that I'll probably apply. It's teaching me how to be better at having to counterbalance it when I'm more like a normal person that usually goes to a job in the same city that they live and then they have to sort of come home at night and be like, okay, dinner, like tonight, it's almost six o'clock. And um, like, I had to think about what was gonna be for dinner now, because in a couple minutes, the kids are gonna be hungry. Turns out it's leftovers, no, uh, sort of. It's, you know, jazzed up leftovers. But I, think it helps people. I have people, people like yourself having leftovers, I think helps, helps the average person. <laughs> In any case, so yeah, I am learning new skills. Like I'm learning how to like video. I have this ring light in my kitchen. I have a whole setup, which I should probably share. It's kind of cool. And like I stack the books with the ring light and the cell phone thing. And I'm doing Zoom calls and I'm like figuring out all this technology stuff. Um, I'm working on, I don't have an answer yet to this, but I'm working on a charity project, which I'll announce when I'm ready. But like that's been a lot of different kinds of research thinking about other people in need and how I can maybe use the skill set and the connections that I have to kind of bring content to people via um, doing some charity work. So that's been like really motivating for me. Um, and I, I fluctuate between like, oh my God, today is a quiet day and I'm in front of my computer writing blog posts and tomorrow I'm doing like three Zoom interviews. And you know, it's, it's so it's interesting. I don't have an answer yet, but your second question was like, well, what's it gonna look like? Um, First of all, we know it's gonna be a while. I mean, it's gonna be a while until like regular, anything goes back, TV shows, all that stuff is gonna be a while. It's travel, certainly. I mean, countries are even banning non-citizens coming back and forth. So even if we left, we couldn't even come back here. So, you know, I think that the travel component for me is gonna be really interesting to see. Um, and it goes back to what we started talking about, which is like, sure, I can plant the seeds for later, and I can also just be in this moment and utilize this opportunity and have conversations like this and think, what do we need to do right now to help support people? And how can I bring content, whether it's like dinner ideas or workout ideas or inspo ideas or motherhood ideas and really fill the gap that I think people are, are missing right now. I think that that's, I mean, for, for me, there, there's kind of an analogy that I, I draw, which is kind of a dark one potentially, but there was um, a, 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 a mentor of mine who was in the, uh, he spent something like, you know, like 15 years in the Navy before the war started and he was terrified he was going to actually miss 
the war, I, I have a sense, and I think that for people in the space that we're in of, of trying to help other people and working on physical or mental or emotional fitness, um, I feel like I don't want to miss this because I feel like we're going to come, I feel like there's such a tremendous opportunity. And in a lot of ways, I'm like, I'm like scrambling. I'm like, how do I, how do I even increase and, and push out and reach more? Because I know that that's, that's, that's going to be a big need. And to a certain extent, we don't want to miss that. I, again, I don't know if it's going to go, you know, who knows, but we don't want to, you know, kind of miss that opportunity when then people kind of just go back to their, to their life. I think people are opening and trying to figure out like, okay, so what, what is there now that I've watched literally every single show on Netflix, even though you can't really do that because they keep coming out with stuff. But, uh, but does it, do, do you feel that at all? This idea that there is tremendous potential now for the, uh, I do. And I also think that for a lot of people, including me sometimes too, that sometimes that creates a whole different level of stress. Like, oh no, now I also have to be thinking about my next business idea or something. And um, perhaps, and I'm thinking of this as I speak, but perhaps the greatest thing we can do if we don't have the next business idea or we can't project what that next thing is gonna be when we emerge, the most valuable thing anyone can do is use this time to work on themselves and really fuel your inner fire, your inner passion. You know, I'm, I'm now back to like a very regular daily yoga practice, which I was out of for some months. Last time we spoke, I was kind of in and out of it. And just the value of carving out that time and making it, making it a daily habit again versus something I, I like to do and I sometimes do and sometimes I do a lot and sometimes I skip and blah, blah, blah creating daily rituals that enhance our, um, you know, our, our sense of self, quiet space to think, you know, could you choose a couple books, although they're not delivering books to Israel and Amazon right now, which is a real bummer. I know apparently they're not essential, but I think books should be deemed essential. Can we start a little like uh, a little Amazon request, but no, I mean, you know, going through that book or two that you've always wanted to read, journaling every day for like, 10 minutes thinking about what you want. Like when was the last time in probably any of our lives that we've had some downtime? Not everyone has downtime. Some moms like me have like less time than ever before, but in a way the downtime is different, right? The kids are waking up a little bit later because they're not waking up at, for the 6 a.m. bus. They're waking up for the 9 a.m. class and we do have more time. And you know, how can we you know, how can we sharpen like our own inner muscles? And even if you don't have a gym, work on your, work on your heart, work on your brain, work on your relationships. My husband said to me the other day, who are you going to wish you reached out to? And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to call my sister today or whatever. Like, think about that. Who are you going to wish that you reached out to during this time? Do you, do you, how do you come up with answers like that for you? I'm saying, is it, is it like family? Is it friends? Like what, who, who, like, how do you even structure that kind of a conversation? Cause you're right. Mo most people have such a tendency to turn inward and be like, I'm, I'm already at, uh, I'm already at peak, you know, like kind of at peak capacity, just trying to take care of my kids and the people under my roof to, mm -hmm. to start to think. But I mean, fr frankly speaking, you know, the, the fact that you can get out and try to help other people, I think is probably one of the most cathartic things that a person can do and just sort of switches the whole frustration because, you know, it's like, again, as, as a coach, I can sit and be completely present helping somebody else and find that at the end of the time, 
my challenges haven't even entered into my mind at all. And it's like, it's great, you know, yeah. to a certain extent. So, so how do you generate those, those things for you, those ideas for you, people that you want to reach out to when, when your husband asks you questions like that? I mean, for me, it was pretty simple. It was like just thinking about the things, the, the people and the things that are most important to me, you know? God, God forbid, you know, some of the elderly members in our family get coronavirus. I'm like, you know, wish I, I did do that Zoom call with them once a week. Um, you know, um, I think it's just really like digging deep and, and, and thinking about what's most important and who's most important right now. And it's interesting, I find I'm actually more in touch um, with people that I'm typically not in touch with around the world. And it's interesting, think about the people you're in touch with now. I think, at least for me, I'm in touch with the people that I have real relationships with. And the, the, the like fluff is just, you, you, you just do. You, you wanna reach out to the people that, that you miss, right? I haven't, have you seen, I haven't seen anyone, literally for six right. weeks. Right. And um, who are the people that I miss in my life? This is interesting. When we go back to our lives, who are we gonna wanna bring back into our lives with us? Who can we weed out? Who, who do we wanna, who do we wanna like build relationship with? Who's been, who's been bringing us down? Who do we wish could bring us back up? Do you find, uh, I, I have to ask you one question about food, otherwise I'd feel like I was doing uh, the audience a great disservice. When you, when, for you, do you, do you find yourself being able to be creative in the kitchen now? What's that process? As someone that's written the cookbook and done all the, re the research, like now that you're kind of there, how do, you, how do you generate excitement in the food that you're making or the ideas that you have? Or have you already written like four more cookbooks in your head as a result of the experience? The Corona um, cookbook. That's a great idea. Don't take my idea. I'm just oh, kidding. Sorry, sorry. Don't worry. I can't, I can't, I can't write it. So, uh, so you, can, you can take more. Um, so at first I was like, oh my God, do I really have to make any more food? And I was just like, okay, let's just open the pantry and figure it out. And it was just like, boom, 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 like whatever I could think of. And then as this kind of settled, I would say like two weeks ago, I started feeling, not so much for me, I've not been eating a lot weirdly because I'm just like, I'm, I don't know why, it's, I'm, I'm weird. Like some people are like at home snacking all day and I just haven't had crazy appetites, maybe just because I've been busy and I'm around food all the time because I'm like the chef in the house. So I'm like, oh God, another meal. But I think about like creating something fun for my family because I want them to look back at this time and have like special memories. And of course, we know that special memories are made around the dinner table and conversations. And I don't wanna keep feeding them the same thing. Um, and we're all sitting around the dinner table. Like think about, kids are usually out for lunch at school or they're out with their friends for dinner. Like they gotta sit with us cook, eating the same stuff every night. And I just got inspired to make it interesting for them. So funny, I, I, I have a shelf of, you know, 300 cookbooks or whatever. And I've been like, taking little sticky notes and tagging them. I just made this spicy green shakshuka two mornings ago for my husband for breakfast. And I'm actually finding, and it's not every day, because some days like tonight or whatever, it's like leftovers, I can't be bothered, help yourself, make your own egg, whatever. Open the pantry, it's stocked, enjoy. Um, but when I do get inspired to be creative in the kitchen, it's not so much of a chore because it's, it's a project and it's creative. And I'm like, ooh, maybe I should make some. 
you know, experimenting with flavors I'm not comfortable with. Like, I don't know cardamom and heavy cream or whatever. Like the shakshuka called for heavy cream. And I was like, really? I was like, all right, I can splash a little heavy cream. Nobody's going to die from heavy cream. It's going to be fine. So I am experimenting with some new flavors. And, and I mean, I'm trying to feed my kids almost like uber healthier because I feel like everyone's stuck on their butts in front of their computers all day. So, you know, I'm still trying to keep it, um, you know, good for you, but we're having some fun. Outstanding. Okay, great. So Neely, I mean, who knows what the future holds, but tell, tell us a little bit about some of your uh, next, next ideas or what, what you have coming out for the future or even where people can find you in the blogs that you're writing now. Yeah. I mean, I'm very active on my Instagram account, the flexible chef. I'm, um, like I said, I'm working on a big charity project that I'll announce soon, which will involve some, which will involve some remote, um, cooking videos. Um, I'm working on some big collabs with other, with other people to, to collaborate on a bunch of things, which I'll share soon. I did have a TV show in the works, which who the, like when you ask about like, what's the next thing, you know, we had, I had a lot of next things. And I think a lot of people can relate to this because, um, you know, I had all these big plans. I was working on like lots of really interesting projects and um, I'm surprisingly not so bummed out about it just because I think new things are emerging instead. Um, thinking about how I can work, work more remotely and how I can offer all my stuff online more. I think people have appetites for that now um, more than ever. So just continuing to think about what people need and how I can be of service. Outstanding. Okay. Thank you so much for the time. It was great talking to you again. We're very excited to hear what you have coming up. See you again. Thank you. There you have it, folks, another inspiring episode. If you enjoyed this, I ask you to please share this with your friends and to like us over on Rabbi Rupp through Facebook or on YouTube. And the more that we're able to get these important messages out, the more that we can really make an impact in the world. So I encourage you, please, to stay tuned. Uh, We have a ton of amazing speakers coming up and also to tell your friends about it. Thank you very much.